Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. The Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts is proudly sponsored by the Global Wellness HQ community. It's an online membership group where we meet, we share ideas, we share insights, and we all work together and help one another discover our own personal wellness journeys. If you'd like to join us, you can easily click the link below or scan the QR code, and we love hearing your stories, so we hope to see you in the community. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm excited to have a conversation with Brent Harrison. Uh, Brent, why don't we get started? Why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, um, I was in the business world, graduated from the University of Georgia in 2000 uh, with a uh, business degree, a marketing degree from the Terry College of Business. And I thought that's what I was going to do the rest of my life. And uh, a couple years later, I had just kind of, uh, I don't know, an awakening. The Lord um, really spurred something on in my life and challenged me to think about what I was created for, who who I really was and what my purpose here was. And through a long series of, event, of events and some really cool stories, I uh, ended up becoming uh, a, a missionary, a missions pastor, and got to go all around the world uh, to visit so many different countries and uh, people groups and contexts and uh, got to take a lot of folks with me from the U.S. to just have their eyes open to to other parts of the world and what God was doing there. And uh, after 10 years of doing that, I um, jumped into a local church in Kennesaw, Georgia, was there for about eight years and last year felt uh, very strongly called out and it wasn't sure where or why, uh, but um, again, through another series of a little bit of a journey with the Lord, I uh, ended up starting back into my own ministry and this time doing pastoral counseling and life coaching and spiritual direction. And it's been probably the most exciting, uh, fulfilling part of my life over this last year, uh, getting to journey alongside people and helping through helping them through various trials and struggles in life. Love that. And clearly, you're very, very passionate about serving people. Um, mm -hmm. How did you come upon life coaching? And, and we'll, we'll talk about the ministry side of things as well. But I, I find that to be a fascinating co combination. Yeah, it, it really is an interesting combination. The life coaching thing, um, I, I'd heard about it. I, you know, had, I always had kind of a negative feeling and thought about life coaching. I felt like it was kind of, you know, like a golfer that couldn't make it in a tour, decided to be a, a pro. So I kind of had that analogy in mind, but it was, it's not that at all. In my experience, you have a good life coach and it's really just an advocate for you to process who you are, um, 
why you are, what your passions are, why you're created for what you do. And um, yeah, and so it's really interesting to take the, the full context. There's no one else like you. And so to take the full context of your life from how you were raised and your family and un understanding how you're made, how you're wired, how your brain works, how your heart is wired, um, and and just seeing how that plays into what you do and who you are in your everyday life with your family and your kids and your coworkers. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a lot of fun when people are just most people seek out life coaches when they're in a time of transition or a time of uncertainty or feeling overwhelmed. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful uh, process to journey with somebody when you're in those times, because there's nothing worse than being isolated. And, and I think when people are going in those journeys, they usually think they're alone um, until they find out they're not. So that's I think right. that's a nice combination. Um, yeah. Now we talk about wellness. Um, so one of the things I talk about a lot is financial wellness, which is wellness in business. Um, yeah. So one of the questions I usually ask is what's the best business advice you've ever received? Um, but I'm open to that being general, but what's the best advice you've ever received and how did it impact you personally? Wow, there. I mean, that's a great question. Um, one, I probably one of the biggest, most impactful things is that was ever said to me was "you be you," and I, I, I don't know. I know exactly who said it and why they said it, how they said it, but it it was the first time that it resonated with me that I've been trying all my life to be somebody else um, or to impress somebody else or to find the place where I fit in. And having that realization that, that I'm the only me and that's on purpose. God didn't make a mistake in that. That's on purpose. And, um, I want to be the best version of me because nobody else out there is that. And once I experienced that freedom, um, it, it, it really changed everything for me moving forward. Love it. And, and I think that's a lot of people don't give that advice early enough. You know, um, I see a lot of people, they go through life trying to become someone else. And then in their later years, they realize, you know, there's only one me. Um, I think that's great advice that, you know, I give that to my kids every day in some way or shape or form. You know, it's not about fitting in. It's not about being someone else you know, so many kids want to be, you know, this celebrity or that celebrity. Um, I'm not saying don't strive to be better. Um, but sometimes you just need to celebrate who you actually are. Yeah. And it, and you've got to have the most important part of that is people alongside you who will advocate for you and who know who, when you're at your best and who know when you're at your worst and, that you can process that out. I want to be the best version of me in Christ that I can be. Um, and I need, I need people in my life to, to help me there. I have, I have pastors in my life. I have counselors in my life. I have spiritual directors in my life. Those who, who know me and I know that are safe to listen to safe to be with, um, and who understand me and understand the desires of my heart that the Lord's given me. And, and they're just advocates. They're, 
they're cheerleaders on the journey and they help me to process through things. And I think that's one of the, the things as I explore wellness, um, a lot of people have expressed concerns or, or thoughts that, you know, I feel alone. Um, you know, I think that people are trying to solve their own problems by themselves. And I think we miss out on that communal wisdom, whether it's, you know, a, a having a sympathetic ear and a friend, having a mentor, having, you know, a religious advisor, somebody who can guide them. Um, what advice would you give somebody who's going through a lot on their own right now, and maybe they're reluctant to reach out and connect with other people? Yeah, well, uh, COVID has brought a lot of people into that exact description. Um, and, and I think some of it was there beforehand, but it really accelerated it. Uh, a lot of counselors and therapists I know are are overbooked because of it. And so my advice would be that we weren't created to do it alone. We were never created to be in it alone. Um, I, of course, a, as a follower of Jesus, believe in um, the spirit of God within us. But um, I think that, that God's given us the beautiful uh, community around us. And there are people who want to see you. They want to know you. They want to journey with you. They want to encourage you. They want to bless you. Um, but you have to make yourself known. And there's and a lot of it's a struggle with vulnerability. They don't really want to be fully seen or fully known because if they did, if you, I hear this all the time, if you really knew what I've done, or if you really know who I am or what I've said or what, I, you know, then you wouldn't want to help me. And and that's just, that's guilt and shame. And of course, the enemy wants us to, to keep us there. But there's just so much freedom um, in, being, in being seen and being heard, being acknowledged, um, being listened to, and then being advocated for. So putting yourself out there is, is really the, the first step. And, and putting yourself out there to people who, who are safe. They have to be safe. It has to be someone who's safe um that you can trust with that and and that takes that takes a little bit of time to develop that i think as you said covid's kind of you know with things shutting down with you know different views on it um it's been very divisive so what are you seeing in your community um how are you bringing people back together um after you know we've we've had a interesting few years but yeah. how are you seeing people coming together um let's talk about some of the hope on the wellness journey so yeah 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 the fir the first thing i i help people to see and and maybe walk through and understand is what are you what are you carrying that you weren't meant to carry what are you holding on to that you're not meant to hold on to um or what has uh, splashed onto you from from other people that you know the the splashes you've absorbed that splash? What do you absorb that you weren't supposed supposed to absorb? And I find that people are holding on to so much, whether it's bitterness or unforgiveness or anger or loneliness or isolation, um, you know, disappointment in their job, disappointment in their marriage. They they hold this stuff inside and it, and it really stresses the body. It stresses the mind. It keeps us in a, 
downward spiral. And so, so really the first step is, is helping people to understand, um, you're only supposed to hold on to what you're, what you're supposed to hold on to. And the rest probably needs to be released to fill that space with peace and with joy and love and patience and kindness and gentleness. And so I, I, I help people to walk through what are some of the, what are some of the baits that you've taken, you know, that you've gotten caught up in and, you know, people say politics and race and finances and, uh, you know, what's going on in the world and everything's falling apart. And, you know, so they're holding on to these things and they're wrestling with these things and they're allowing it to take over who they are and the peace that's offered to them, the rest that's offered to them. And so I really, uh, our ministry is called Restore. And so I really try to help restore us to the way God created us to be, which is enjoying communion with him, being in peace, being in joy, being having life breathed into us instead of constantly taken from us. We'll talk about Restore. I think, you know, you mentioned releasing and letting these things go. Um, what are some of the either techniques or tools that you, um, through Restore, are sharing with people so that they can, as, as you said, I mean, when we're full of all of those negative things, we don't have room for the positive things. That's right. That's um, right. How are you, or what advice would you give to somebody who recognizes maybe that they have these issues how do they start down that path of of learning to to let go and make space for the good things? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well, the first is what you just said. It's recognizing. It's awareness. There has to be awareness that 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 there is a lot of pent up X, whatever X is for that person, and so that awareness is the first thing. And then, and then uh, I I learned this through my own counseling is that. Honor, honoring that, honoring why, honoring where it came from, honoring why it bothers us so much. So we're not just disregarding it. We're not just throwing it away. We're, we're trying to honor it because we're holding onto it for a reason and seeking that reason out of why, why we're holding onto it. What's, what's really behind it? And then you start to discover what people really want. And usually what they're carrying, what they're stressing about is not what they really want. They want healthy marriages. They want to enjoy life. They want to enjoy their work. They want to have fun with their kids. They want healthy relationships, but there's so much that's crowding that out. And we help them to, to uh, uh, there's a verse, Romans 12, too, to, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So to our minds, just sometimes just, we need reminders. We need to be renewed. We need to, be reminded of who we are and why we exist and what we really do value. I love that. And I think a lot of people are so focused on what they don't have. Um, they stop being grateful for what they do have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I have really grown probably personally the most in that is that um, there's a book called a life without lack, uh, you know, is when you, I, when I believe I lack nothing. I believe the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. And when I really 
believe that it's yeah i mean yeah there's some things i want i would i would love this and i would love that but i don't have any lack i i i have all that i really need i have my daily bread and that's and that's enough and but when that's not enough then we spiral into the uh, the expectations and the unhealthy desires and the chasing the fantasies and becoming uh, becoming somebody that we're not a false a false self in order to to get what we want and it, and we find out it's not really what our soul wants it's what we think we want because it looks like it makes somebody else happy and and I think honestly when I look at the rise of social media and the prevalence of smartphones, um, there's a lot of algorithms and science designed to show us, you know, here's what we don't have. I think people stop being grateful for what they do have. Um, yeah. when, ironically, not everybody has the electricity to go online. Not everybody has the smartphone. Um, even in our, you know, our most impoverished people in North America are still better off than 80, 90% of the planet. Um, I think gratitude, and, and that's where, you know, I see people going on their, their wellness journeys. A big part of wellness is being social. Um, another major element of wellness is the spiritual. Um, that's again, right. however somebody defines that for themselves, I think, that's, you know, on my personal journey, I realized that, you know, there are a lot of people will tell you, this is the way for you to be spiritual. Um, you know, and some people say you're being spiritual wrong. And it's like, well, again, each person's got to be true to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, uh, we're, it's hard to argue that we're spiritual beings, one way or the other, there's, there, we, we have something within us that we as you know, that we believe is a higher power. Of course, I believe that's Yahweh. It's, it's the Lord God and his son, Jesus and his spirit is within me. So there's, there's a definitely a spiritual part to all of us. And I think it's understanding that going on that journey of, of finding who we are, uh, we, we, we are bombarded with who we should be, but we rarely explore who we really are. And, and I think that's, you know, a lot of people get so busy and, you know, I, I um, personally, I do not enjoy going out to, um, you know, restaurants anymore because it, it bothers me to see everybody sitting there mindlessly scrolling and, <laughs> you know, just yeah. even, you know, kids so ignored because, you know, mom and dad are busy on their phones. Um, yeah. I think we need to start at home and and that's you know one of our things in our household is we have one day a week where there's no tech um to me that's a big step forward for us because we're focusing on the relationships you know we have two kids and and we're focusing on our kids um, it makes a big difference in our lives yeah again to me it goes back to what you what you value if you value healthy uh, the the most important relationships around you to be healthy, then the time and attention to uh, to that is the most important thing. It's people. Uh, I've always heard the thing of you. Well, you can tell what people really care about when they spend their money on it. Well, you can tell what really people really care about when they spend their time on it. Mm -hmm. um, and if they're not if they're not 
taking care of the things they value the most, whether it's their mental health or their spiritual well-being or their uh, relationship with God or their spouse or their kids and where they spend their time. And so if they're spending their time scrolling, which I can be as guilty as anybody on, it's it's really exposing what I really care about. That's an interesting uh, take on it. And I think that's, I, I agree completely because I think so many people don't see that, you know, it, your life becomes where you invest your time. And yeah. if your time is spent begrudging, I don't have this or I don't have that, we're not stopping to celebrate what we do have, which, you know, and me personally, I live for my kids. Um, I never want them to say dad wasn't paying attention or dad missed this. You know, I, I love helping them explore things. So yeah. uh, I think this has been a very interesting conversation because I think, you know, it's understanding what is important and then finding that time for it. Yeah. Now you work with a lot of people. So let's talk about the, what you're doing, your work with restore. Um, who do you hope to serve through that? And how can people listening, you know, if they want to either be participating or helping you, um, what can my community help you with in that regard? Yeah, thank you for asking. I, um, I really love working with people who are ready when they're ready to get some sort of help, especially emotional, spiritual, mental, mental help. I, I'm not a licensed professional counselor, so if there's uh, things that that are really in depth, and I'm, I'm what they call a pastoral counselor and a life coach. So if there are things that are needing for deep uh, counseling, like deep addictions and uh, mental deep mental health issues and things like that, I'm probably not the person to call. But when someone is just maybe stuck in life or in a transition of life or or hurting or their marriage is been good but they're just not in a good spot and they you know want to try to figure that out i love working with leaders business leaders ministry leaders um, pastors are some of my favorite people to work with because they have influence and so a healthy a, a healthy leader a healthy executive a healthy is going to splash that health onto the those that they serve or they shepherd or they um, care for um, but if they're unhealthy, they're going to splash that too. And so it's really, what are, what are you projecting onto others? Are you projecting health? Are you projecting uh, life and love and, and joy and peace into others? Or are you projecting uh, those things that really push people away or, or trigger people or put people into a spiral downward? Uh, <laughs> we want to spiral upward. We don't want to spiral downward. I love that. And I think, you know, the, I work with a lot of servant leaders and, you know, I, I'm just thinking out loud, you know, there's a lot of pressure on these servant leaders to help the people around them. Um, right. Sometimes I find a lot of these servant leaders, they're burnt out because they just don't have any, you know, they, they get so focused on serving um, they're not taking care of themselves. They're not, um, you know, minding their own mindset. Um, 
I'm just thinking out loud that there, there's room in this world for a group of leaders who are supporting and, and nurturing one another. And, and I feel like that would be a great community, you know, hanging out with you, getting to know you, um, you know, bringing in a little bit of, I don't think a little bit of spirituality would hurt right now. No, and and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's happening in almost every place that there's so much pressure and so much demand and so much confusion in this world. Confusion's a big thing. Distraction that you know we're getting distracted by every little thing, and um, burnout is is a, a very appropriate word. I I've experienced it myself, and um, I'm so glad that I experienced it. It was one of the worst seasons of my life but it allowed me to get to this other side to experience freedom that I've never experienced before. And I, I think when people, most pastors or leaders don't realize they're burnout until they're burnout. But if we could be really honest with where we are today and get help today before we hit the, you know, like, like people get marriage counseling when their marriage is about to end rather than, seeing the signs beforehand and saying, okay, this is not who we want to be together. We want to, you know, we love each other and we love this family. Like let's, before we spiral any further, let's, let's get some help here. Mm -hmm. And I think that same is true with leaders is, is um, recognizing where we are in our, in our health, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and being able to, to pause and say, I, I might could use some help right here. And I think that's, you know, if you're looking at doing missionary work, for example, um, I'm going to guess that you can't do your best work if you're personally depleted. You know, it's um, I've met a few people who've done missionary work and they all have spent a lot of time making sure they're ready so that they can serve more. Um, yeah. I, I know a lot of leaders that I talk to, and, and I'm going to take it this route because that's a lot of the audience. They're so stubborn trying to serve people. They're thinking, oh, everybody's depending on me. Um, you need a little bit of that self-care before you, you know, as you said, it's not the moment you burnt out where you want to reach out for help. It's, you know, well before that, yeah. um, you know, part of wellness is is recognizing that and avoiding it. But to be truly well, you recognize that your energy is a resource that needs to be nurtured. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, that's well said. And to me, it, it goes back to rest. It goes back to soul rest. It goes back to physical rest, mental rest. Um, we, we just don't stop. I mean, even it, most most people in our culture today, we just keep going until we crash at night and then we go again in the morning uh, and do it all over again. And we're on this treadmill. Um, I, I, I've almost everybody I work with has um, trouble sleeping at night because they have trouble shutting their mind off. They have trouble um, just stopping throughout the day and, and breathing um, that was an issue for me. I, I remember I was listening to to something or reading a book and it said, notice your breathing. And I've said, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm, I'm too busy to breathe. Like, obviously I'm naturally breathing, but yeah, I'm so busy that I'm not even, 
And the simple act of breathing is breathes life into your body. It, it, it oxygenates your body, you know? Um, so I think rest is a, is a big deal. And Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and carry a lot of weight, and I will give you rest for your souls. And, and I've, I've found that to be true in my life. Just got to stop enough, long enough to rest to allow him to do what he wants to do. And, and I think that's a, a good thing. You know, I meet a lot of people who, you know, they're breathing here in, at, you know, in their throat almost. Yeah. And yeah. we were made to breathe deep and breathe through our bellies and, you know, yeah. through the diaphragm. So love it. Now, you are the expert at being Brent. Um, I'm going to ask you two more questions. First, um, how can people get in touch with you? And then yeah. is there something I should have asked you that I haven't? So let's start with if people want to get to know you, what's the best place to or best way to connect with you? Yeah. Um, so our website is restore-intl.org. Restore-intl.org. Um our number is 678-910-9565. And we would love to be able to help you in any way that we can. Again, we're not a fit for everybody. Um, and we will certainly um, help to assess and then point you in the right direction if we're not the fit. But I do like to at least have that initial conversation to see if see if we could be the right fit and know how I could to advocate for you. Um, yeah. Awesome. Now, has, has you're the expert at being Brent. Is there anything I should have asked you that you're dying to tell me that I haven't asked you? This is your moment. Say, oh, total tangent, Jeff, but you should know that I do this. Well, I think you've done a great job asking questions. I would just I just would say that I want to invite your listeners into freedom. If there is a, a space or a place in your life where you are um, bound up where you're anxious or depressed or overwhelmed or hurt or whatever it may be, uh, freedom can be found. Um, and for me, freedom feels like rest. It feels like peace. It feels like sleep, <laughs> good, a good night's sleep. Uh, it feels healthy. And so if there are places where you just would love to experience freedom, uh, I think I would be able to help there. Awesome. Well, Brent, on behalf of my listeners, I want to thank you for taking the time and hanging out with me. So I'll put restore your link in the chat for people or sorry, in the show notes. Um, but I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with me. So thank you, Brent. It was an honor, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.